Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. Jay Zawoski with you here. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is game day, and it will be game day every other day for the rest of the month. The trade deadline is close. Some big trades around the league are happening already, so maybe, just maybe, we're going to have an active trade deadline period. A ton to talk about. We're going to preview tonight's game against the New York Rangers. But first, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Voicemail, 708-653-0572. Email, LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. The Twitter account, at LO underscore Blackhawks. My personal account, at jayzawaski 670 and the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at, Ma- at, ugh, at Madhouse Pod. Speaking of the Madhouse Podcast, two things. New episode dropped on Monday night, uh, Tuesday morning. Check it out. Still holds up. It's good stuff. One of the better ones I feel that James and I have done in quite a while. And Friday, the 21st of February, as the Blackhawks take on the Predators, make sure you join James Naveau and I on the Hot Mike app. Go to hotmike.io. Download the app, enter promo code MADHOUSE, and turn it on on February 21st. That's this Friday for Hawks and Preds, and you can watch the game along with us, interact with us, talk to us during the game. It's going to be an awesome time, so make sure you do that. Another note about Friday's show, that is episode 100 of Lockdown Blackhawks. Yep, episode 100 already. Unbelievable. I have a very special guest lined up for that show you're not going to want to miss it, so set a reminder. If you don't catch Lockdown Blackhawks every day, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, make sure you don't miss Friday's show. It's something you're really going to want to hear. I don't know if I'm going to reveal who it is until the episode posts. I haven't really decided yet. I might. I might not. I'll decide on Thursday whether or not I'm going to tell you who the guest is, but I promise you, you will not be disappointed when you hear the guest for Friday's show. So let me get this out of the way. I'm recording this podcast at 4.40 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. And I'm hoping that the Blackhawks don't make a trade between the time I finish this podcast and tomorrow morning because I really don't have time to redo the podcast. I have so much going on that I'm sort of forced to do it early, and I hate it because I feel like I'm just tempting fate and Hawks are going to make a giant trade while I'm stuck at this baseball meeting, and I'm not going to be able to get out to do it Not if it happens. If a big trade happens tonight, you won't know about this episode because I will have re-recorded it. But just know that I'm I'm recording this podcast with a certain level of paranoia. That is absolutely for sure. All right, so I mentioned a couple big trades have happened already. Not huge, huge, earth-shattering type trades, but a couple things uh, I want to get you. It looks like uh, Alec Martinez is going to be traded from the LA Kings to the Golden Knights that has not been worked out just yet but that's a defenseman sort of on the level of Eric Gustafson and it looks like the return is going to be two second round picks okay the St. Louis Blues have acquired defenseman Marco Scandella from the Montreal Canadiens don't know the return on that one yet still waiting to get that those details uh, I'm sure they'll be available very very soon that trade just happened Brendan Dillon has been traded from the San Jose Sharks to the Washington Capitals, another defenseman for a second-round pick and a 2021 conditional third-round pick. So defensemen are going, and they're getting decent returns. And as we started talking about, and by the way, here it is, Scandella goes to the Blues from the Canadiens for a second-round pick in 2020 and a fourth-round pick in 2021. So now you're starting to see 
These are the sort of returns you can expect if the Blackhawks deal Eric Gustafson at the trade deadline. These are the sort of returns you can expect to see. And I think if you get a second and a third for him, you could be happy with that, right? I would I wouldn't mind that. I think it's you know, you want to get a prospect back maybe, but I don't know. I have no problem with that return. I really don't. I I think two second round picks, a second and a third, those things would absolutely be enough for me to trade Eric Gustafson. By the way, Scandella, Dylan, all these guys I'm mentioning, unrestricted free agents going into this summer. So very, very similar situations to Eric Gustafson. Gustafson maybe has a little more value than those two as a deadline acquisition because his cap hit is much lower. Scandella carries a $4 million cap hit. Dylan is 3.2, but I know there was some money exchange in that deal. Eric Gustafson only carries a $1.2 million cap hit. So basically, every team that feels they're in contention can add Eric Gustafson without much problem. So that could give him a little more value. Maybe more teams will be trying to acquire him because of his affordability. Someone like Scandella, who makes $4 million a year, that sort of limits his availability for some teams, right? So it's going to be interesting. Uh, It feels like business has picked up already, and I'm not sure why teams are jumping on this so quickly. There's still, you know, five days till the trade deadline. So I don't know why they're all of a sudden so active, but they must be feeling like we've got to get something before everybody's gone. So hopefully that's something that can benefit the Blackhawks. The Hawks had practice on Tuesday. Everything was normal. No one was held out, anything like that. So uh, this is it. This is the time of year we're at. The Hawks have a game against the Rangers tonight. They play Nashville on Friday, but it does feel like a little bit, you know, too little, too late for them to get back in the race. That opportunity they had last week to catch up to those teams they were chasing, and they only won one of the four. That was it. To me, that's the nail in the coffin. And let's update the wild card standings right now. Calgary and Arizona have the number one and number two wild card spots, each with 68 points. Calgary gets a tiebreaker. They have one more regulation win and one fewer game played. Nashville with 65 points. Winnipeg with 65 points. Nashville's played two fewer games than Winnipeg. Minnesota has the fifth wild card spot with 61 points, and the Blackhawks right behind them with 60. So the Hawks are eight points out. And they've got to leapfrog four teams to get to that final wild card spot. And frankly, they're running out of time. They've got 23 games to go, including tonight's game. It's not impossible, but they have to make a decision on what they're going to do. Well, they hopefully they've made it already. Hopefully they already know what they're doing because the trade deadline is, like I said, less than a week away and teams are starting to wheel and deal and they don't want to sit on their hands too long. You know, there's maybe the train of thought is, Let's just see what happens. Let's let it play out. Let's wait till the last minute and make a deal. But you're seeing all these teams jump up, get these defensemen ahead of the deadline before the big rat race comes on Monday. Maybe they're better off getting it done while there seems to be a lot of activity around defensemen. I don't know. This is a, it's a tough position for Stan Bowman to be in. I understand it. It's difficult. Um, and hopefully he does the right thing because uh, this is this is a big trade deadline. This is a big deadline for the Hawks, a big deadline, uh, not just for this season, but for going forward. They've got to get some stuff back for these assets they have. So we will see. Trade deadline in just a couple days. So stick with Lockdown Blackhawks. We will discuss it up until and after that trade deadline 
occurs. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. All 10 stadiums are in Greater Phoenix within 50 miles. Meet the players and get autographs before games. Enjoy live music from local and national artists. I'm going to the Innings Festival. Cannot wait for that. I'm going to see Jason Isbell. I know uh, Nikki Lane is there. Dave Matthews Band is there. Lots of big acts going on at that festival if you're going at the end of the month. Arizona is known for its incredible landscapes and throwing outdoor adventures. Check off must-see destinations from your bucket list like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. Arizona has tons of stuff for kids to do and see as well, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Welcome back into Lockdown Blackhawks. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And speaking of the Lockdown Podcast Network and speaking of the NHL trade deadline, the Locked On NHL Podcast, the national NHL podcast that covers the entire league. Make sure you subscribe to that. Monday and Tuesday of this week, they did trade deadline previews from every Locked On host for every NHL team trade deadline expectations. Monday's episode was the Western Conference. I was featured on there. Tuesday was the Eastern Conference. So go check out Locked On NHL and their trade deadline previews. Really good stuff. You get the angle from every team in the league, every Locked On host that the network offers. I think you're really, really going to enjoy that. Elliot Friedman, one of the league's uh, best insiders, works for Sportsnet in Canada, sportsnet.ca, uh, offered his 31 thoughts on uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, and had an interesting note about the Blackhawks goalies heading into the trade deadline. Uh, this is number seven in his 31 thoughts column. He says, I do think Colorado checked out Corey Crawford, but Robin Leonard's future ties into Chicago's decision. Leonard's performance during Chicago's 5-3 loss to Edmonton raised eyebrows, not because he was bad or anything, but because he was quiet. Leonard plays a, quote, loud game, both in terms of his voice and activity. The Blackhawks and his representatives are trying to find a match, but word is term is going to be a hurdle. Leonard said that he deserves to be paid, quote, fairly, and it was so unusual to see him so placid that people were wondering if a lack of progress bothered him. He was back in goal Saturday for the 8-4 win in Calgary, where he made a big save to preserve Chicago's advantage when the game was still in doubt. Carolina, meanwhile, has a lot of interest in Leonard and has that extra first rounder. Interesting. I don't really know what to make of the loudness thing. I don't know. That, that seems like kind of a weird observation to make. And I don't know. The Edmund, I didn't notice anything really different about Robin Leonard in that Edmonton game. But the other thing that struck me there, it's no surprise that the Hawks and Leonard's agents have been speaking about a new deal, but I'm surprised that the term is the issue. What would what I would suspect would be how are they going to afford the cap hit for him? Does Leonard want five years and the Hawks only want to go four or three? I could understand that if you're going to lock up a lot of money in a guy, especially, and look, we got to be honest, we got to talk frankly here, Robin Leonard's done a great job in his recovery, but 
it's not a addiction is not something you get rid of. It's not something that goes away. It's something you learn to manage. And he's done a fantastic job. And I mean, and the fact that he's an advocate for mental health and all those things, that's great. But I think in the back of your mind, it's something that you have to think about if you're going to invest a lot of money in a goalie. Would I give Robin Leonard five years and $7 million? Yes. Yes, I would. Because as far as it appears, the Hawks have no intention of fully rebuilding. They look like they're going to try to rebuild on the fly, add some pieces, sign some young players, et cetera, et cetera. If that's the plan, if they're not going to trade Taves, they're not going to trade Kane, they're not going to trade Keith, that tells me they're trying to win. They need a stud goalie to do it. Robin Leonard, to me, has proven enough on the ice and off that he's ready for a long-term commitment. But I wonder if that element of Robin Leonard is what could be holding things up. I hope that's not the case, but if you're someone charged with making huge multi-million dollar decisions, we're talking about $35 million. That's a lot of money. Even the Rocky words, that's a lot of money. You've got to be 100% certain that you're going to get your money's worth out of that deal. So I hope that it's not just term a year or two I mean, I don't want to go beyond five. I don't think anyone would want to go beyond five. But I would swallow hard and give him that fifth year if it meant signing Leonard long-term. And then, look, you've got your answer. Now, that complicates things with Corey Crawford, of course, because you almost have to move him at the deadline. If you tr- if you sign Robin Leonard today, tomorrow, whatever, before, before Monday, that pretty much guarantees you have to move on from Corey Crawford. You cannot have him as your goalie, on the bench or on the ice, knowing that his time in Chicago is over. I don't think you can do that. I really don't, and I wonder, I just wonder, if the Hawks' target date to get a deal done for Robin Leonard is before Friday's game, where they can give Corey Crawford a start against Nashville, and with the sort of understanding from Hawks fans in the building, they would know that that's Corey Crawford's last start in Chicago and that he'd likely be traded on Monday. It's been a while since we've gone behind enemy lines here on Lockdown Blackhawks, so let's do it now, shall we? Let's take a look at tonight's opponent, the New York Rangers. I love when the Rangers come to town or the Hawks go there. You get to see those beautiful uniforms. As long as they don't wear those drab-ass navy blue and cream. No, stop that. The bright blue, the bright red, the Rangers should wear those every single night. Not the stupid drab navy blue. Stop with the toned down colors I want bright I want popping anyway sorry a little bit of a rant there my bad won't happen again this episode probably all right taking a look at tonight's opponent the New York Rangers after a really bad start they've bounced back a little bit they are in the fifth wild card spot of the Eastern Conference with 64 points they're four points better than your Chicago Blackhawks they are 30 24 and four including seven three and oh in their last 10 games their leading scorer can you take a guess that's right artemi panarin 78 points in 57 games he is absolutely everything we remember in our dreams about artemi panarin that dude is on fire having an awesome season yep 78 points in 57 games he's a plus 29 if you still care about such things 
19 points on the power play. Micah Zabinijad, second on the Rangers in scoring with 52 points in 45 games. He's got 25 goals. He's got another 19 power play points. Ryan Strom with 50 points in 58 games. Tony D'Angelo with 43 points in 56 games. And potentially the number one prize at the trade deadline, Chris Kreider. 23 goals in 57 games. He has 42 points. This is a guy who's been rumored to be traded for most of the season. It's kind of a foregone conclusion. He may be traded by the time this podcast posts. So who knows? But Chris Kreider is an absolute hot commodity, a really good player, a terrific all-around player, and whichever team adds him at the trade deadline is going to get a really good player. That's the kind of guy, if you're trying to strap up for the playoffs, a guy like Chris Kreider is exactly what you want. Looking at the possession numbers here, like I said, the Rangers are 7-3-0 over their last 10 games. Their Corsi 4 percentage, 17th in the NHL with a 49.90. The Blackhawks, on the other hand, are 24th in the league over their last 10, 48.65%. High danger scoring chances, percentage-wise, the New York Rangers are 11th in the league with a 52.91 high danger chance 4 percentage, 100 high danger chances for 89 against in their last 10 games. The Chicago Blackhawks, on the other hand, 24th with a 45.31%, 87 high danger chances for 105 against. The Rangers have the league's sixth ranked power play with a 23.2% power play. They're 43 for 185. The Blackhawks, yep, you guessed it, dead last with a 14% Power play percentage, they are 25 for 178. Penalty killing wise, Hawks are better there. They are 12th in the league, 81.7%. They have killed, uh, they've only allowed 32 goals on 175 chances against. The New York Rangers are 17th in the league on the penalty kill, 79.3%. They've allowed 40 power play goals and 193 chances against. So special teams and the power play are where the Rangers thrive. That could be a big factor in tonight's game. If the Hawks are able to stop the New York Rangers power play and maybe get a goal of their own, the Hawks could probably skate away with two points, but that's essential. It's good to know the thing the Blackhawks do the best, penalty killing, uh, they're going to need it against the Rangers. I already mentioned Artemi Panarin with 19 power play points. uh, Micah Zibinijad with 19 power play points. Ryan Strom has 14. Tony D'Angelo has 14. Kreider has 13. So they got some guys that do some damage on the power play. That, to me, will be the key in beating the New York Rangers tonight at the United Center. I think the Hawks are very happy to be back home at the United Center. It has been a very, very long time since they've played a game at home. Their last home game was two weeks ago today. That fateful evening against the Boston Bruins where it looks like Drake Kajula had the game won and then a phantom call stopped the play and the Hawks go on to lose in overtime. One of their better games of the year and that just sort of started the whole avalanche of losing that the Blackhawks had. They went on to lose four of their next five there and really fall out of the race. So since I started recording this podcast, the Blackhawks have not made a trade. That's really good news. Hopefully it continues for the course of the night. If they make it anytime after I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm good. I'll come home. I'll record a special podcast and post it early, whatever. But 
So far, so good. I don't have to redo the whole podcast. Man, it's just gotten a lot busier, a lot earlier than I expected. So I'm going to be paranoid checking my phone all day, all night. Ugh. It's fun, though. This is my favorite time of year. This and free agency are my favorite times of year. I cannot wait for the trade deadline. I cannot wait for trade deadline day and all the coverage. Keep it on Lockdown Blackhawks. Stick with us on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We will cover every angle of the Blackhawks story. However it goes, for the rest of this week and next week, I will be there for you. And don't forget, download that Hot Mic app, enter promo code MADHOUSE, and watch the game with us on Friday. And also remember Friday, episode 100, a very special guest lined up. You are not going to want to miss that podcast. So make sure you join us, and hopefully we'll be reacting tomorrow morning to a Blackhawks win over the New York Rangers. If you want to get some voicemails and emails in before then, 708-653-0572, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. How about this? Maybe get your trade deadline predictions in, and we can go back and review who was right. And if anybody was right, if anyone nails it exactly right on, I'll send them some sort of prize pack. How's that? How does that sound? There's an official challenge. Send me via email, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com, Send me your trade deadline predictions. If anyone gets a trade exactly right with, let's say, for instance, it's Eric Gustafson to the Jets for a second and a third. If you nail it right on, you get a you get a Lockdown Blackhawks prize pack. How's that sound? I think that sounds good. All right, get those in. LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. We will talk to you on Thursday morning, postgame. Hawks, Rangers, let's hope the Hawks can get two points and make this season a little bit more fun than it's been lately. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.